The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sebi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Turo? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we are into, and you can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 112, okay? This podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. It is May 11th, and it is 3.24 p.m. Today's a Wednesday, so... Uh, as y'all know, we normally do this on Tuesdays, but, uh, there, so as y'all already know, before we get to life update, I like to start off with the screen time. And the reason I do that is because if I don't take advantage of my phone, then my phone is taking advantage of me. Last week, it was actually 10 hours and five minutes. And the last four days has been eight hours. So last week it was 10 hours and five minutes. And the week before that, it was 10 hours and 41 minutes I was on my phone. So that's already a problem. But I already know, as I said before, I at this point, uh, I just talk up to an environment thing. I feel like I can delete the app all I want to, and then I'm going to sit in the house and be bored. So my getaway is honestly YouTube. I feel like it's not Instagram that much. So I spent 32 hours uh, on Instagram on YouTube last week and 14 hours and 44 minutes, 444. Listen, we've been seeing, you know, these numbers. Some of y'all believe in them. Some of y'all don't. My thing has always been whether they're real or not. I mean, let me see. I can put this. I believe they mean something. What they mean, I don't know. And how to decipher it, I haven't figured it out. I do know there was a certain part of our life where we would see 1234 all over the place and i had looked into it before and as far as seeing the time there's a there's a theory for it or like a science behind it that they say once you think about it you're going to see it more often and personally i could i could see why somebody would think that it's similar to the theory where they say oh you think about 
a Toyota, you're going to see more Toyotas. Or when you get a new car, you see your car everywhere, right? So at first I was like, okay, that's a, that's a reasonable, logical explanation for it. That's always how I felt, right? But it started getting real weird. And it got weird to a point where it wasn't as though I was seeing a number everywhere. Just, you know, oh, I, I might see it on the clock or whatever, something like that. The For me, the most prominent time that I remember seeing it was I was going through my email, right? And I'm going, I'm trying to clean it out because as y'all know, in 2022, we have thousands of 20, 000, tens of thousands of emails in our um, email account, right? So I told myself, you know what? I'm gonna try and uh, almost like delete like a couple hundred a day or something like that. Just a lot of just as much as I can per day. That was my thing to try and get it down to a manageable number. So like the first day, I'm just deleting mad numbers, like a whole bunch of I mean not numbers, emails, mad emails. And then when I'm finished deleting them, and honestly, here's how I was deleting them too. I was deleting them like I, let's say I would do um. I'll go to my email and I will say, okay, every email that I have from Home Depot, I will go and check it off. Every email I have from, I don't know, Target or Staples, go and check it off, right? I will do that. I finished doing that and I had 1,234 emails left to delete. And I was just like, come on, that's not like, what are the odds of that? That's like a mathematical thing, a random mathematical uh equation that led to 1234 so i was like okay that was like the one for me like okay this is just not about seeing it everywhere like this is just a strange thing so when things like that happen multiple times where i'll pause a, a movie it's at 1234 uh i get a text i check the time at 1234 um i'm doing math on my phone the number is 1234 a lot of times i'll I've seen this happen with like videos we're editing, right? We're editing a video. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna cut this out, cut that out, cut this out. Boom, 1234 is the remaining time of the video. And I'm just like, okay. Like, it's just, it to me, like I said, I don't know what it means. I don't know how to decipher it. I just know that it's very uh, strange. So, for people who are into the numbers, some people, what I have seen online is that it says that 1234 means that like, just keep going, keep pushing forward, right? Very generic term, just keep going forward. You're in the right path, keep going. And originally, I thought, okay, is this like one of those lucky number things? Is this one of those, you know, whatever it means. You know, it's something fun to play with. So I go, okay, and just keep pushing forward. I always thought it was my lucky number. That's what I always thought. Oh, it's my lucky number, 234. I keep seeing it everywhere. So most recently, like over the last, I came in maybe three weeks to or a month or so. I don't even see that number really anymore. The only thing I see now is what I guess people are called, I guess they're called angel numbers or something. It's just the repeating of numbers. 111555222444 like six I haven't I haven't seen 777 yet. And honestly I haven't seen 999 either or 888. But I've seen 1112223333 everything up to 5 pretty much is what I've seen. Anything after that I haven't really noticed it anywhere. Um, and like I said, I'm seeing it in the most random of places. Like, okay, this is strange. The time, uh, we're on the road. You see a, a license plate. You see an address. You see the signs. It's like, okay, you just seen the time. People, other people posting it. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this a lot more. So what they are saying is that, what some of the articles online say, is that now you are going into, 
you're going into like the next phase of your life. That's what a lot of those numbers usually say they mean. So I just think it's funny because we and we literally are going into the next phase of what our life should be. Um, so that's something that I find to be interesting. And I guess we'll see if there's any bearing on these numbers. And that's also, like I said, part of the reason why I'm just kind of chilling because I already know, like I said, once the house is finished or whatever, it's, it's go time. Like there's so much things that we have to do. I feel like to catch up on, like personally, I feel like COVID did take two years from us, but it's also one of those, I guess you would call it a blessing in disguise or his, I feel more comfortable saying this. I think it's more of an opportunity and we decided and chose to take advantage of that opportunity because some people had it affected by COVID and they're doing a lot worse. We were able to have our rent paid. We know we didn't have to really work. There was unemployment. There was a lot of things that kind of kept us afloat for us to, I guess, figure it out. Because funny enough, if you also really think about it, right before I quit COVID, no, that's not true. That's actually not true. Um, during the, like right when COVID kind of started, didn't it start in like February? Because I didn't quit working until like the end of the year. Right. So, so COVID was like, COVID was hitting overseas and was here like undercover. Around it was time. a down low disease. I was still working at Amazon. Yeah. So, so here's how the origin was. Yeah, I can see it on the older episode of the podcast. That first year or so of COVID, the money I was making was through the roof. I'm talking about hundreds of hundreds of dollars a day. Uh as a bike messenger, right? But then, I guess, I don't know if I would say when COVID ended, because it, it was, it's been, I haven't worked for about almost two years now, about a year and six months or something like that. Um, around that time, the pay started going down. They started changing up different rules and stuff, and somebody else got bought by somebody else. And I was like, you know what? I can't, it doesn't make sense to be outside all day, working every day, all day, to make $200 a day to then, to possibly make $200 a day, I'm working from 8 o'clock in the morning to 9.30, 11 o'clock at night sometimes. And I might come home for 30 minutes to an hour to get something to eat and go back outside and keep working. And I'll only make $200. So I'm like, something seems off. Like, that doesn't see that. I can't maintain that. Um, so I decided to quit. So like I said, that can be seen as a blessing or a curse, depending on how you look at it. But like I said before, it was an opportunity that we took advantage of. Um, but I do still feel like that's two years. I was just kind of gone, but I don't know where we would be if we didn't have those two. I don't know what would have happened. I, I can't say for sure. And it's funny. Now that I think about it, the reason why I ended up quitting Amazon is because remember people wanted to have more full-time opportunities and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I only wanted to work part-time. So the current model worked for me. Mm. So it was like they had four shifts broken up into like four hours out of the day. And pretty much what they did was the two middle shifts they made it one eight hour shift and then you could only do a four hour shift in the beginning of, of the day mm -hmm. or a four hour shift at the end of the day yeah so like from 5 a.m to 9 a.m or from 5 8 or 5 p.m to 9 p.m and mm. i wanted to work both shifts yeah so it's like i remember i, I was i was very upset and i was on a train talking to you like i don't know what to do this will make sense 
if I have I want to work a certain amount of hours, I have to go in every single day to hit that amount. If they do it like this, and then I remember you were saying like, what if you just don't go to work? <laughs> you could look at it as us being forced into what we did. It, it's up to pe- it's up to people to kind of discern how they look at it because I think it's funny. I've talked to different people, right? Some people have say, "Yo, y'all are like one of the most unluckiest people I've ever seen. Like y'all have the worst luck." And then somebody else may say, "Yo, y'all are like so lucky. I have no idea how much luck you guys have gotten like over the time period." So, you know, that's just I just think it's a funny perspective of how you look at it because people listening to this will definitely hear y'all are lucky, and other people will hear y'all are wildly unlucky. Um, so yeah, that's that, but, uh, Melissa would, oh, before I go to that, um, my average pickups for last week were only 80 per day. That's actually good. It's under a hundred. That's really good. It's probably cause I was spending more time on YouTube and I'm just doing it. Um, but yeah, what was your, you went to, you also went to Philadelphia last week, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What was your screen time? My screen time for last week mm-hmm. was. Four hours and 14 minutes. Wow, so low. Yeah, I didn't drive as much last week. So, mm. um, my most used app was Instagram for six hours and 42 minutes. Second most used app was TikTok for three hours and 13 minutes. Then Safari for two hours and 29 minutes. And I didn't fall asleep on my phone. Oh, like you, like you always do. Right. Do you want to know what it is? Mm. Let me play my switch. Oh yeah, listen, I know. Um, I know. Listen, I don't have a. I might uh, download the parental control so I can see. On your switch? Yeah. Oh. If I have space. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, I had 127. No, I had my average pickups every day was 127, and the first app I used after pickup was messages. Hmm. So yeah. Um. So. So yeah, bro. I tell you, I hate bro people that have those cars. I bro, it's it blows mine so much. Why do you want your car to be that loud? I never. I mean, it's kind of Phantom and Agent have that, and I'm just like, why? Like, oh my god, it's like I don't know. It's it could be a personality thing. I just being that obnoxious to me, um, is just not what it is having my car be that loud i can hear it from 10 15 20 blocks away why does it make you feel better the car is loud jesus christ bro i have a uh tori just sent me a, a link from joe rogan it says oh ha 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 <laughs> I thought Joe Rogan Bruh I thought he sent me a Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro interview Right so I clicked on it He sent me one of the old podcasts Your podcast? Yes It's episode 19 uh-huh. <laughs> He said uh, It says why do certain women get raped? Ben Shapiro exposes his racism on Joe Rogan. He said, hey, bro, I understand what you're saying in this video, but this is some this is the kind of 
this is the kind of shit people go back and pull out once you've made it to use against you might want to think about removing it i want you to keep winning for years to come um do they recommend that to him that's kind of wild i gotta ask him about that i'm gonna call him but well, i gotta call him back later um damn that's that's funny um I mean, listen, that make you, make you make you click on it. Because you know what it is? I don't think, I don't, I mean, he probably did watch it. I don't know much if he watched though. But I'm pretty sure I had a very strong argument. I'm pretty sure I had a very strong argument as to why. I think, I, I remember it. You were just saying that pretty much is like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do podcasts. What you mean? Well, you gonna say you gonna say what I said? What do you think? What, right. what I thought you said, but I don't know. What, what do you think I said? I feel like you said something along the lines of like, oh, the woman. I wanna, I wanna say, be less agreeable. But it has something to do along the lines with that like you kind of, you kind of create and choose your own path and stuff. Something like that. I feel like. But that's why I didn't want to say it because I'm like, I don't know for certain exactly mm. how to phrase what you said. Yeah, I don't really remember what I said. But if I had to guess what I said, um, it was probably something along the lines of some people are targeted more than others. That's probably what I said, which may which is probably true. Now, who is targeted more than others would be harder to say. But my assumption is of how men operate. And I don't think that. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna listen back to that. That's that's a wild, it's a wild one there. Right. You, if you want to have that out, you're just gonna have to keep that in your mind. Oh, listen, listen, babe. You know me. I put it out there on purpose, knowing that it would possibly come back to me. That's why I, I put it out there. I understand that, but I'm like, you. If somebody asks you about it, you can't blank on what it's about. I'm gonna say, did y'all watch it? What did I say? If you say I don't know what you said, then why are you bringing it to me? I don't know what I said either. What we do? What we talk about? I don't remember. <laughs> Tell me what I said, and I can tell. I can repeat to you what it was and why I thought that. This was, this was uh, episode nineteen. That's over almost a hundred episodes ago. Listen, you, you, you just yeah. So I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely. I think they flagged that one too on YouTube. Yes. I'm pretty sure that one is like. Uh, they're like, whoa, 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 there, buddy boy. What kind of what you're saying in that title in that thumbnail, my guy? Um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna listen. I'm listen to it right now. Let me see why. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. I need to move. I can't you, this you in the video. You in the. You literally in the beginning. Like anyway. I don't want to be nowhere near this person. Amassing a large amount of wealth is about having your money work for you. Now. You said what? You said you couldn't slander yourself. Bruh. What they don't tell you when they say that. I got a light too. Your money works for you means having somebody else work for your money. Your money doesn't work for itself. If I. Ah, uh, you spin. You spitting. Go to the timestamp. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, here it is. I do. It says why women get raped and should take responsibility. <laughs> nah, that's what you have to have in your brain. Oh, yeah, I know why I said this, though. You can't be. Bruh. Bruh. Um, okay. I said this before in the podcast. I don't remember if I did, but I'll say it again. The reason why I say that women 
women need to take responsibility for the rape that happens to them is because if they do not take responsibility for it, what they are doing is they are allowing the man to still have the power over them. They are allowing the man to still dictate uh, their life. Is that proper? Yes, that's right. That they need. I, this is my. This is what I believe. So I think that women should understand that rape can happen, and that they should take precautions against it. The reason I say that people like to say, "Oh, Donovan, uh, people rape, and the, the men should stop raping." And I'm like, sure, men should not rape, 100%. I do not disagree that men should not rape women. Any man that rapes a woman should be given a death penalty. The death penalty, if he actually raped her, uh, he should be put in jail for the rest of his life. And honestly, he should be put in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. Not in just jail. He should be put in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. That's where he should live. Um, I, mm, and I think they should allow them to get raped too. I think if a guy rapes a girl, I think it should be a law that you're allowed to get raped in prison. I think that should be a law too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. However, yep. the problem is that some people are crazy. Asking a man to not rape a woman is like asking somebody with Down syndrome not have Down syndrome. It doesn't work like that. A, a person that's going to rape you has mental uh, instability. Something is wrong with them. They're, something, something is deeply wrong with them. And just telling them, hey, don't do that, that's wrong, is not going to fix that problem. So because they have that issue, you as the woman need to go, okay, uh, there are some crazy-ass men out here. I need to understand that I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm more likely for a crazy-ass dude to be crazy with me. That's why I say it's on the onus of women to fix these problems because I feel like a lot of women go outside and feel like I can do whatever I want and I shouldn't get raped. And it's like you shouldn't get raped. 100% shouldn't get raped. Does that mean you won't get raped? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that it's a possibility you can get raped as long as you have that in your mind. You go, okay, am I going to walk down this dark alley that I've never been to before in 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 an area that I've never seen? Hmm. Am I going to go on a date with this guy that's giving me real rapey vibes? No, I'm not going to do that. Now, there are a lot of people who they, and I don't think this is really true, they say that they don't see the rape uh, sign before they come. I would argue that you see them the majority of the time, but you ignore them. Uh, The majority of the time, I think people see them and they ignore them. Now, uh... Okay, what were you saying, Melissa? That's not, because... Let me tell you. Because it's like, I under... That's why I hate your... I hate... hate, (laughs) What you hate? I, I hate how you use your hyperboles or whatever because that's the first thing people are gonna like comment on. That's the first thing I comment on when I have my arguments with you because it's like, no, I did not go outside covered in honey and wonder why. The <laughs> that's not what happened. So you can't say don't go outside covered in honey because that's not helping me. Okay. That's not what I did. Okay. I didn't go outside covered in honey and wonder why the bees is on me. Okay. That's so okay, so let me ask you this: How do you think girls get raped? Um, I think that a lot of, I think that drugs are involved. Okay. Um. That's a, that's a, uh-huh, yeah. Keep going. What else you got? Okay, like, cause what you- Cause I'm like, that is all 100% wrong. That's why, that's why I feel like you should, girls shouldn't be, that's why I feel like people shouldn't do drugs. Someone could drug me. Someone could drug me. How did, how did, where and how did they drug you? They put something in my drink. Where? This, so right, so if that's a possibility, don't go to restaurants. Like, what, what's the solution for that? Like, are we? Like, give me, give me a break on scenario. You going to a restaurant by yourself? Yeah. 
after work, I was hungry. Uh huh. Get something to eat. Okay. And a, a waiter brought you your drink mm-hmm. at your table by yourself mm-hmm. and slipped in something in there. You passed out on in the middle of the restaurant. He dragged you off and raped you. So what we what's this? Okay, what about Gabrielle Union? Someone robbed her place of work. Uh huh. And raped her. Um. Yes. That 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 is the scenario. What is okay? What what should she do? Um, I forgot that story. But uh, let's just say that person breaks it with a gun into your house, into your place of work, and they say, "Go in the back. I'm about to rape you." Uh, they might not say, "Go in the back. I'm about to rape." you. <laughs> that may not be what they say to you. Okay. They might say, "Go in the back." They might tell you to take your pants off. Or spread your legs. Or if they say anything to you at all. They might tie you up. I don't know. Okay, yeah, give me something. Okay, so you come in with a gun. They go, hey, go over there. You go over there. And then they rob the store. He was there to rob the store. Uh-huh. And then he raped her. But I don't, okay. Yeah, okay. Because this is, this is what my mindset is at, right? It's similar to the Kanye West uh, slavery was a choice thing, right? Should I say it? Should I say it? I have no hope. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. But th- what I was going to say is I don't think that's a bad choice if it's between life and death. I think if somebody wants to choose that over death, I think that's fine. And I think it's up to the person to decide that. I know someone who has said that they would rather die then be you raped. You say that, but you haven't been in that situation. I agree. I, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is that that if if that is how you, if you're in a situation, you go listen. You gonna try that with me? I'm gonna fight you until you kill me. So okay, here's here's what it is. I got it. What he was saying in his podcast was that. Why are you referring to yourself? Whoa, it's a different person. I'm watching it. Remember. That's a different person than me. Because you told me that it's different people. They're not the same person. So this is another. What are you, talking about? you told me Zendaya. Are you, acting? you told me are Zendaya. You acting? That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Either way. So what I was saying was that to take responsibility for it. That way it can be. You can try to change it in the future. That's what I. That's what my whole thing was. So if that happens, you go. Okay, listen. I know that it's possible somebody could come in here with a gun and try to do that with me. Okay, I'm going to try whatever things that I happened before, I will try to change those things in the future so it doesn't happen that way again. But that's not what you're saying. You're saying that like women should take precautions to yes. avoid that. Right. But you're talking about it as if it happened to a person already. It have, if it hasn't happened to me before, how would I know how to prepare for that? Right, that's what I'm saying. You tr- you take precautions so that it doesn't happen. But what precautions would you take in that in that scenario? Uh, make sure the doors is locked before you go to the back. And break the door. Make sure you hide when the door gets broken in. Like make it go. Make sure you go inside and lock the door somewhere. I don't remember the story specifically. Specifically, and if I did, I could probably tell you what I would recommend. But if she's at work, and I think if it's late. And somebody comes into the place when it's supposed to be closed, and you there by yourself or with a person. I think he, I think she was a guy. I forgot what he did. The guy was two girls. It was her and another girl. Her and two other girls. Her and another girl. I, think. I feel like she did something to help the other girl get away. 
Like, I vaguely remember her, like, doing something to protect the other girl. I think the other girl ran out or something. Something happened where the other girl left. Or she didn't help her. I don't know if she... Yeah, she didn't help her. Yeah, I mean, like I said, yeah. Like, the other girl didn't, yeah, didn't try to help stop anything or anything like that. Yeah. I guess I gotta see the story. I don't. I don't remember it now. Um, uh, but as I will, I think my whole the whole basics of what I'm saying is that. But that's the problem because it is very basic. Like it's not. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't. I'm gonna say basis. The basis of what I'm saying. Either way, the problem still is that it's very generic. So it's kind of like it can be hard. For, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for someone to hear that because no one wants to hear that the terrible thing that happened to them is their fault. Because essentially, by putting the onus on them, mm-hmm. that's what you're saying. Like, you're saying uh, this sentence and saying that it means something else. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that you said is this. Okay, this is because, okay. The basis of what I'm saying is to f- to still feel like you're in power. That's what I'm saying. Because, but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, I'm giving the steps of how to do that. Because somebody said, how do I do that? Why you want to see the video? What's the name of it? Of, of my video? Yeah. Episode 19. Um, why do certain women get raped? Ben Shapiro exposed to racism on Joe Rogan. So, what you're saying, so, okay, what you're saying is that certain, well, I don't want to say what you were saying in that video. Okay. It was a standalone video for itself. And for you to try to explain to me what you said in the video from that time, I feel like it's not going to be accurate. Um, but I know, I, I, that's what I'm talking about, what I'm saying. But that's after hearing. But do you understand what the problem, like what other people perceive the problem to be? Sure. They say I'm victim blaming. Mm-hmm. But my issue with with victim blaming is going once you do that you take you go it's not my fault i couldn't do nothing so like you just so now what now what you just you can't like you don't have no power at all to try to do anything because i feel like it's better to say i tried to do something it didn't work as opposed to being like i can't do anything about it i have no solution for it it happened and it just happens to me i'm just the kind of i'm the kind of person that happens to that's my whole thing. It's like you could take some you could take some power or feel better about it if you can say, you know what? I fucked up by letting X, Y, and Z happen. Going forward, I'm gonna make sure that I'm not in situations like that again. And it may it's possible it can happen again. But it's like to look at that moment and go, well, things just happened to me, I feel like is is demeaning the power that a person has over a situation. I just read the Gabrielle Union story, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. I don't know, it makes me feel uncomfortable, so I don't want to say it. What? Yeah. How you... I'll tell you what it says. But okay, it... okay, I'm like... Um, it was two, it was, yeah, it was her and another girl. The guy had, I think he, he... 
came in right before they were supposed to close the store and didn't leave. Mm-hmm. So he made them go into the back and he told them to take their clothes off. One girl didn't. She did. So he had put them both in the bathroom and then told her to come out. Who? Gabrielle? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's when he started did what he did. her. Yeah. He had put the gun down. He had told her to pass it to him. Gabrielle. Yeah. And she shot at him. Uh-huh. But she missed. So he like slapped, like uh, punched her, took the gun from her and put it like pointed at, at her, but decided not to kill her. And when she shot at him, like, and that whole thing was going on, she was screaming for the other girl to come out to help her and she never came out. Oh, that's what happened. Do you think anything she, do you think there's anything she could have done in that scenario? So, I'd probably not take her clothes off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so that was one thing I thought about. The other thing, once she told him to leave and he said no, lock yourself somewhere else. Call the police. He had the gun pointed at them. Well, you said that he came in when he wasn't supposed to be, right before they left. And they That's want him. Not a crime yet. I, I know, but if they're telling him to leave and he's not leaving, that, isn't that a crime? If you're in Starbucks, I'm saying you got to leave. They're like, I'm not leaving. All right, I got okay. You, yeah, well. But I was still. The thing is, me saying me like, you have to gauge whether or not you're in danger in that situation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm still trying to gauge what's going on, and if you escalate, there's nothing for me to really do at that point because you already escalated. If you pull the gun out at me, it's like, should do I run now? When you when you have the gun pointed at me? Um. And where where am I running to? You could. You could try to run. You could run to a a place. I'm like, he told him to go somewhere to the back, and then they like to a place where they couldn't lock the door. What do you mean? If he's saying go over to that place over there to get undressed, and then come out from that place. That place didn't have a door on it or a lock or anything. It was a bathroom. There's no, there's no locks on the bathrooms. I don't know. I don't but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm like that. There should definitely be a lock on the bathroom. It's a bathroom. To like, are you? What are you saying? I'm saying that there are different scenarios, different situations where she could have done something differently. That's what I'm saying. So I don't understand how you're trying to. Okay, if somebody comes into a to Starbucks and tells you. Go take take off your clothes and go in the bathroom. That's not how. That's not sure. Okay. And then they say, "Now come out the bathroom." He didn't tell them to come out. You told me you said to come out. That's why only one of them came out. He told her to come out the bathroom, so she came out. Another one, I guess she was gonna be next, or she didn't come out, or something. That's not, that's it. These are just these are things that could have been done to help or to. Stop the other thing from happening. Can you understand why someone would think that not doing the thing that the person was trying to harm them um, is telling them to do would put them in a worse situation? Sure. I understand. They think she could have got killed. Mm-hmm. So there's two options. 
You gotta make a choice. When you when you're in the bathroom with no clothes on, somebody has a gun, and they say come out. You can either come out or you can not come out. Do you think she has that choice? Okay. Sure, she has a so she chose to come out. Alright. She could have chose to stay in. Who knows what she could have stayed in and got killed or not got killed. Okay. She could have chose to go out naked and possibly nothing would happen to her. Okay. Or something could happen to her. Um so that's why I'm saying that at at different points of that story there are things that I could advise someone to do differently. Right, but is she but just because you could advise someone to do something differently in those situations doesn't mean it will change the outcome. Absolutely. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm, what? No. What I'm saying is that is the person trying to do things to prevent the outcome? And if they are doing preventative things and that outcome still happens, what happens then? They learn from it. Do something else the next time. That's what I'm saying. Do you disagree with that? If that's not something that needs to be said. Which, what do you mean? So, okay. If someone comes to you, because this is, this is the thing about uh, this situation, this conversation, is that I'm speaking about it from a logical standpoint of preventing this from happening again. And based off the last couple of weeks of the podcast, you're talking about how make, how the person feels after that after me saying that thing. Right. I'm not talking about how they feel because how they feel is not going to change whatever happened to them. How they feel to me is irrelevant because if my daughter comes to me and she got that happened to her, I could I guess I could make her I guess that could be a solution make her feel better. I guess I guess so. Yeah, I guess that would be. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's a different. So I guess I can see the problem. The problem is that the solution I'm solving is not the solution that needs to be solved. The solution is how they feel. And that's not how guys look at it. Because no guy looks at it being attacked and goes, I want to feel better. They go, I want to, I want that to never happen to me again. So you think about how can make this never happen to me again? That's how that's how most that's how the majority of guys look at it. Like I could I don't think that if I got raped, like if somebody gets raped in jail, people tell them, bro, don't let him spit on you, bro. Don't don't sit at that table. Don't go over there. Don't say nothing like that to him. That's what they say. They don't talk about, bro. How do you feel? How do you, you want me to make you feel better about that happening to you? It's not. It's not that though, because that's a difference. That's a different. That's you're saying something different. Okay. Right? What am I saying? That's different. You're not asking how the person feels. You're saying. This is your fault why this happened to you. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me ask you this. You have a son. He gets raped in jail. What do you tell him? Wait, wait, wait. He tells you he got raped. Mom, I got raped in jail. What do you do? You just cry? Like what do you what do you say to him? Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> he got raped at school. What do you like what's your son gets raped? What do you tell your son when he gets raped? I what do I tell him? Like what do you What do you say? What do you say? I would probably ask questions. Uh-huh. Like? Like, how, how did it happen? Who did it? Uh-huh. When, where? Probably ask questions. Okay. So he answers those questions. Do you just go? You just, you just, that's it? You just leave it at that? No. I mean, obviously, something would... I want something to be done. Either uh-huh. with the person or with whatever allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in in 
uh, just certain videos I've watched, there are certain things that guys do to other guys to let them know they're gonna rape you in jail, or things that will get you raped in jail. Okay. So they say, bro, if you don't want to get that to happen to you, don't do these things. That's how we look at it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody gets raped, it's like, bro, shouldn't have been doing that. That's how we look at it. So when I hear a girl, it happens to a girl, I'm like, okay, how can you avoid it from happening again? That's how we look at it. When, based off our previous conversations, the better solution would be to make her feel better. But from a guy, we see that as patronizing. So that's why we don't really do that. Cause it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm kind of calling you weak. Like, ah, oh, man, ah, oh, bro, how you feel? That shit was probably really bad, right? Like, oh man, did it hurt? Like, oh, I hope it doesn't happen to you. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to do that. But what? I also feel like you shouldn't be like, well, if you weren't wearing that dress or if you weren't uh, leaving work at that time of night or if you didn't get in that cab by yourself, like, we, like, what would you have me to do differently? I was at school. I was at work. I was at the doctor's office. Like, what what are you saying that I should have done differently for this to not happen the outcome? It depends on the scenario. Each scenario is different. And that's why I'm saying that each scenario would warrant a different response. So if you are at school, uh, are you going into a locker room full of guys to drop something off? Like I would say, don't do that. Don't go into a locker room full of guys with a football team to drop off paperwork. Tell somebody else to do it. Say, I'm not going in there. There's a bunch of guys who are just play football who are not wearing no clothes. I'm not going in there. Give them that. So you could give it to them. I'm not going in there. If you had a doctor, a doctor come and try to touch you, and it's like I want a, I want a female doctor. I don't want no male doctors in here. I don't want male doctors touching me, and I want my clothes off, or I want someone else in here with me while the other doctor is in here. I don't want him with me by myself. That's what I'm saying to look at it like, okay, how can I prevent, how can I be prevented from this happening? But that's this male solution. The woman, the, the solution that would be for how the person feels is not that. It would be something else. How to make them feel better by saying it's not your fault. That's what makes them feel better. It was not your fault. You had nothing to do with it. It, didn't, it wasn't you. People are just really crazy out here in the world and things like that happen. That makes somebody feel better. They'll feel a lot better. Oh, God. Okay. It wasn't me. It's just crazy people out here. I did nothing wrong. They're going to feel better. But it's, it's, just, it's just two different ways of looking at it. Two different problems being solved. So, yeah. Like I said, that is uh, my take on it. And guys understand it. Um, I think women will have a harder time understanding it. Because it probably, it ha- not probably, it happens to them way more than it happens to guys. I'm pretty sure it does. I'm like 95% sure. I feel like it has to. Um, so... For everybody that it happens to, it's not your fault, and people are crazy, and I'm saying what makes people feel better. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's what makes them feel better. If I say this to you, this you it is. You don't believe it though. You just said you. Just, I don't, you but don't, it's not. You I, just said that you don't. So why are you saying it? Because it makes them feel better when I say it. Not if you don't believe it, Donovan. What you mean? You have to believe. You have to believe the things that you say. So if your mom came to you and dried and was like, yeah, you look uh, real nice today, you'd be like, oh, you're being sarcastic. Like, oh, you make it fun. So you, you don't say things you don't mean. Just. But here's the thing. I, I do mean it to make them feel better. 
I'm solving a different problem. The problem is to make them feel better. If you want to feel better, these are the words I would say. It is not your fault. It wasn't you. People are crazy and they should never do that. And they should be locked away and never let to see the light of day. And we should have laws in place that prevent that from happening. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's what we want. Yeah, sure. That's what, the, that's what they want to hear. So, okay. Now, the for people who are don't know what to do in a situation like that, try, try and be preventative. That's what I would say. Um, but that was a very interesting uh, throwback to... Uh, that podcast yeah listen listen, there's a lot of wild stuff in those podcasts from before i can tell you that right now um but let's you know moving forward to uh conversations that melissa and i have had recently do you feel something you want to talk about before i go to the next topic babe no you seem like you're annoyed i am why are you annoyed because i'm like obviously you're annoyed so what is what is what annoys you about what i said people ask you questions and i'll be like just talk to dominant (laughs) don't ask me nothing about what this man said (laughs) Is that why you're annoyed? Yes. Because <laughs> you don't mean harm. Like you, you be agree with every. Like you be saying that, you be saying something over there for whatever reason. I don't know why. Listen, if people listen to my explanation, they'll understand what I'm saying. Like you said, I don't. It's not to mean harm. I don't want to harm anybody. I want this to never happen to anybody again. And like I said, anybody, any guy that gets caught raping somebody should be in solitary confinement for a hundred years. That should be the minimum jail sentence. Like the bare minimum is you raped her. We have proof. You are going to jail in solitary confinement for a hundred years. And we have 10 guys that rape you before you get in. Or maybe, maybe once a week you get raped. I think that would probably be for a hundred years. Different guys. I think that would be a reasonable punishment. I, f- I, I like that. I think that's a good point. What do you think about that? Is that a good one? Like I said, you are going to be the cause of uh, many stress for me. <laughs> why is this? But you're not telling me why you stress it out. Why are you stressed? Why is what I say uh, uncomfortable to you? People aren't go- always going to hear you out. Mm-hmm. They're not going to know why you said what you said. They're just going to have a thumbnail. But I don't care. I know. That's why I'm annoyed. But why? But that's not. Why does that annoy you? Because you go keep doing it. <laughs> but you're not telling why that annoy. Why does that annoy you? What does that make you feel? I think that's a better question. Should I get my my feelings word, my feelings wheel out, motion wheel? Embarrassed? You feel embarrassed? Let me check. You think you feel embarrassed? Okay. Let me see. How do I define embarrassed? Does anybody want to be the girlfriend to the man? Mm. You, should be, uh, uh, you should take responsibility for your rape. Okay. So, embarrassed means to cause someone to feel awkward, self-conscious, or ashamed. Do you feel any of those words? Ashamed or awkward or self-conscious? I would say so. Mm. Do you feel humiliated? Humiliated? No. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to keep coming up. This is like, and I have not built it up yet. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I think because, well, here's the thing. Do you understand? Do you understand or agree with what I'm saying? Those are two different questions, by the way. Not the okay, same. I don't understand. I understand what you're saying. Don't do you agree with what you're saying? You know how I'd be feeling like I look like a man? Mm-hmm. Majority of the time. 
Sure. Do you think that's a good feeling? No, oh, I don't. I don't think you uh, quantify it as a good feeling. Because okay, me when I look like a man, I don't think anybody gonna read me. So is that a bad feeling or a good feeling? It is. I feel bad looking like a man. Uh huh. But you feel safe. Sure. Okay. Right. I do feel safe. I don't feel like anybody's paying me no mind or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel confident or good in my natural state in okay. being nasty. Okay. When I feel attractive, when I feel feminine mm-hmm. and feel good internally, I now have to worry about what might happen to me outside. Yes. So, I don't like that. Okay, okay. Why don't you like that? I should be able to feel good and go outside feeling confident without having to worry about someone attacking me. Why do you feel less confident when somebody might attack you? It's not feeling less confident when somebody wants to attack me. It's based off of how I, how I look makes me feel more or less confident. Okay, so... You feel more confident that someone will attack you when you look attractive outside. More confident. I feel more confident in myself. But in terms of, do you have confidence in defending yourself from someone attacking you? Confidence in defending myself? Yes. And getting out of a situation where someone might do that to you? Probably not. I think that's why you feel like that. And this is, that, I think, I, this is what I think. From this conversation, this is what I'm thinking. I think I figured it out. I think I figured out the victims and blaming this stuff. Okay. I feel like when a victim is blamed on your scenario, when you go outside and you look attractive and people want to give you attention, you don't have the tool set to deal with that. So it's uncomfortable because you're like, I don't really know what to do if someone were to try something with me right now. I don't I don't really know how I feel vulnerable because I don't know how to handle this. Someone comes up to me, they grab my wrist, they shout at me, say, hey, sexy, you got a fat ass. They say, hey, come over here. Let me talk to you real quick. And the situations, I don't think that you know what to do when that happens. So I think if you let's say you were a high level uh boxer or fighter or something you would probably feel a lot more confident in situations like i don't think you would feel like okay something's gonna happen to me at these different places because i know how to defend myself and it, and it could be with words it could be with actions fighting whatever or avoiding like situations being able to be being able to discern when somebody is acting strange and I, that is that's my problem that I have with women in scenarios like this because I feel like a lot of times because women are allowed to be protected, I think they less they don't look at themselves to they don't look to protect themselves as much. Um, how I think about protecting myself is not physical. What so is it? I can also handle someone either way someone saying something to me or like in that aspect of it but i think that if someone were to grab me or try to manhandle me 
for me to get out of that, like based off of my physical strength, I feel like I'm not prepared for that. Okay, I I think physical strength is is a part of it, but I also think it takes more than just being stronger than another person. I think it takes. I don't think it's like, I, but that's I'm not saying that it's being. I will have to be stronger than them. I just don't have either the tools or the. I was gonna say nuance like, the. I don't know how I would protect myself being in a smaller stature than whoever it is that is trying to attack. Right, and that's like I said. I think there are different ways to do it. it doesn't have to be overpowering. I right. think there could be ways like, okay, I'm gonna remain really calm while this is happening. And I can either use my words or, I can, okay, he's going to try to put me in a van. He's going to try and do this to me, try and do that to me. Okay, how can I maneuver out to situation? Okay, somebody's coming. I'm going to run to that person real quick. But I, this, and this is my problem that I have with women, or I mean, most people in general, but we're talking, we're talking about women right now, is that I feel like their first instinct is to just start screaming. Right, just start screaming and hollering, which is which is somewhat fine. It's, that, is a, that is a mechanism, but... What happens when nobody's around you? That's when the problems come in. That's why it's like, I think that... Definitely... Me personally, I feel like more can be done on my part to make myself, because that's that's what I think it is. When I hear you say what you say, I equate that to like, okay, if I feel confident and beautiful and feminine when I look like this, and this is also what would cause more attention on me and get me attacked, versus when I don't feel like that, but you know, no one's gonna, I feel like no one would attack me looking this other way. Mm-hmm. You're telling me now that I can't go outside and be myself and, and look the way that I want to, whether it is if I wanted to look more what I call masculine or feminine or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's what my problem because it's like, oh, so I have to dress like a boy every day. You want me to wear uh, men's clothes outside every single time I go outside? Because I, I, that's my outfit now because I'd be chilling. Mm-hmm. But there's times when I don't want to wear that. There's times when I want to go outside, want wear my crop tops and my skirts and my leggings and my this and my that. And... Yes, that would cast more eyes on me. So that's my problem where it's like, for me, when I hear you speak, it's like, oh, so you're telling me I have to go outside looking one way and that's it. And that's going to be safe for the rest of my life. I think that what would be more of a solution is to figure out how to make myself feel safe while being in my feminine form. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that there's... I think you're okay. I think that the masculine energy has to be something that is internalized when you are in your feminine form outside. Maybe. Or and by yourself. Because it's about feeling I mean, I don't know if women feel powerful. I don't really know how that what that for women I don't know what that feels like. It's not about changing what you're wearing. That is that is a a way to uh draw less attention to you and i think that's a common right that's what everybody says to do but but the thing is that happens a lot in countries where women wear i don't know a hijab or i don't know what it's called from head to toe they can't see them that still happens to them 
So it's not about it's not always about what you're wearing because I think what you what a person wears may bring attention to them here. And my, the thing that I'm more concerned about is how do you handle the attention when it comes? What tools do you have to handle that attention? Because now it's like, okay, you want to wear what you're wearing. Fine. Are you going to wear what you want to wear feeling feminine and going into an area where you are at a great disadvantage? You can't run because you're in heels. You can't scream if nobody's around. It's dark. You can't, like, you want to wear the least amount of clothes in this kind of place? Is that what the what the plan is? Or... But that's part of the problem because I don't think you could say... People, people be... be No one is looking at a place where they could get raped at and be like, yeah, I want to go there and be like, mm -hmm, yep, this is like, the, this is what I'm thinking might happen to me. Does that make sense? I, okay, here's the so thing. Like, I'm going to go somewhere where I feel like I'm be, I would be safe uh -huh. and this could still happen to me despite that. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, a couple things. I don't know what kind of place that would be. What do you mean? What place would you go to like that where that would still happen? You don't know the intentions of people. So the place doesn't dictate the intentions of the people that are there. Okay, so then what are the, like, you go to a bar. Okay. By yourself? I may not, you, I may not be by myself. I may be with friends. My friends could have left early. My cab didn't get here yet. Like. But, but these are, but that's what I'm saying. These are both things that. If your friends leave, hey, can y'all stay? Cause there's no, I'm gonna be here by myself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't be here by myself. Okay, that's one thing. Go to a place where or it's. You could be going home. Something you could get dropped off. Uh huh. You about to go inside, and the person that dropped you off dro drives off before you get inside your house. Like. Sure, but this is, these are things that I'm saying. It, say something. Hey, do you mind just staying here until I get inside? In case something happens. You look down the block. If somebody comes down this block when I get out the car, okay. Because I guess that that's those are my things that I'm talking about. Be more aware of like something can something can happen to me. So let me just look around, okay. Because a lot, I mean, I don't, I'm gonna say a lot of times, but when it, sometimes what happens to people, they're going into their house. Someone walks up behind them, runs in the house behind them, and then kicks the door down after they walk in. Like they don't kick it down, but they like hold it open. If you see somebody walking down the block and you about to go inside your house, let them let them walk by. Don't go to your house yet. Don't put the key in. Just, just stand there a little bit. Jingle your phone. Play with your keys. Whatever. Jingle your phone. Play with your, your phone. Jingle your keys. Let them let them walk down the block. Then go inside. Don't just be like, okay, I'm walking in my house. There's a person coming up behind me. Well, I'm going to unlock my door anyways. Don't do that. Because that's how that's how they go. Oh, where? Right, I'm about to be to she about to close it. Boom. Open the door and run inside with her. Don't do that. But these are things that I'm talking about where if you are, if if a woman thinks it's her fault or she has a power, I'm put it that way. If she thinks she has the power or the responsibility is on her, then she will do more things to go. I'm going to try to avoid this from happening. But if you tell somebody it's not your fault, you can't do anything about that. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You gonna, are you going to act the same way? You're not going to change nothing because you're going to be like, well, it's not my fault. I didn't do nothing wrong. All right, cool. So keep doing the same things that you were doing before. That got you in a scenario you didn't want to be in and see if it changes. It's probably not. I feel like there's a way to deliver that message. Without saying that it's their fault. Um because it's not like I said, hey, come over here and rape me. Okay. Be more aware. But this is 
it's take responsibility for that. Even before can you get this child? Even before it happens, go, you know what? I my goal is to try to prevent this from happening. You go into a parking lot, you're like, damn, my car all the way over there. Nobody's in the parking lot with me. Shit, let me. How can I figure? Let me ask you right now. Somebody come to park. You you got your car other side of the parking lot. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't do that. You gonna do what? Well, you gonna do what? My, my car won't be that far. Okay, that's a that's a that's a step. That's what I'm saying. That's one thing. I'm not, I'm not parking my car all the way down there at the end of the parking lot at night and go. Nah, I'm not doing that. I put my car right in the front. That's one thing. What's something else you could do? You come like, and let's say your car is parked over there. Let's just say for whatever reason it is, what's something you could do to prevent that from happening? Um, you can ask someone to escort you to your car. That's one thing. Um, you know, it comes out to whether or not they could escort you. Right. Um, probably call someone and be on the phone with them. That's another thing. Um, my favorite thing to do. And I'm not really a fan of that one too, by the way. Why not? I don't think nothing's gonna really happen. Like it's hard. I gotta call the police. It's like. Yeah, but at least you actually know what's happening. It's like, oh no, you with your red shirt? What you doing over here? With your with your green pants? If you're doing that, but I, I, are you gonna do that? Yeah, make sure you do that. I mean, don't be ah ah ah. You got his green pants, shirt, black hat. Tattoo on the wrist, ass. You gotta do all that. Mm-hmm. But some, but some. These are things I'm saying that would. Yes. Okay. That's that's what that's what I'm saying. Okay. I okay. Been in that situation, so I. Ain't. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um. Am I having probably having your location on, trying to have your phone on you at all times? Maybe having an app watch, something that they would have to kind of think about you taking it off. Because I feel like it's easier to throw somebody's phone off. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to take my watch off and then, you know, toss it. It's, it's an extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've been... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just trying to be more aware. Like, I know for me personally, if I pump my own gas... I have to remind myself because I get fixated on things. I have to remind myself to not like just look at the gas nozzle. Like I have to kind of still be aware or keep my. The one thing I like about our car is that when I unlock, that's why I like using the button to unlock it because no one can hop in the car with me because all the other doors are still locked. Mm-hmm. My door is open. Mm-hmm. Or if you are coming in the car with me, you're gonna have to get in the front seat. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, but, I think that's smart. But that's not how everyone's car everyone's situation is set up everybody's gonna be different and like i said one thing i thought about as a um as a preventative measure in the, in the parking lot is say hey can you watch me get to my car because in that situation it's like okay i mean they can say yes and then walk away like that's why I- but you can walk backwards because they might not walk away they say my car's down you mind just staying here for 30 seconds so i can walk to my car they go sure most people are going to say yes most people are not going to say no nah, i'm not going to watch you walk to your car like the majority of people, I can't. It would be very strange. Somebody go, yeah, I'll watch you, and then turn around and go in the store. Cause it's not that it's not like a long time, and you could do a little quick little jog to the car. Right, I'm just going to. Hi, right, thank you. Appreciate. Give me a little head nod. Thank you. I got to my car. They're gonna be all right. And my whole thing is just think about protecting oneself. That's how. That's my whole thing about it is because 
it hurts me that it happens to people. That's the problem. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. How do we stop this from happening? Nothing, no law is going to change that because all the law is already in place to, to, to prevent that. And they're not stopping it. So obviously that isn't the problem. The problem isn't that. And that's what I was saying in the video. People are crazy. People are going to do crazy things all the time. You can't be mad at a crazy person for being crazy. That, that You just can't. You're just crazy. Um, so, but, you know, uh, move on to the next topic. We're going to go with this revisit episode 19. Right, right. Uh, yeah, facts. That would be a, whew. People going to watch that one. Um, okay, so staying on the conversation or staying on the topic of conversation, I think I finally understand this communicating emotionally subject and the breakthrough I had was recently with Melissa after the podcast, like last week, I think it was right. So Melissa has um, been making appointments to go see to her teeth fixed and, you know, taken care of. Um, so she was saying she doesn't want to go to the dentist, right? Or whatever they're called, the dentist, dentist, sur oral surgeon. And she was telling me this, we're having this conversation and I'm just like, okay. And my first instinct, my first instinct, not as a guy, let me, let me, I'm going to let y'all guess before I tell you what I said. Okay. She says to me, do you remember exactly what you said verbatim? Yes, I don't want to go. She said, okay. He goes, I don't want to go to the dentist. I really don't want to go to the dentist. Right. That's the first thing. So now your girlfriend comes to you. Her teeth are going through a bad situation. She's telling you, you know, they're going to fix it, but I don't really, I don't want to go to the dentist. Right. So I'm going to let y'all take a little guess. Which I think it is, right? I feel like most guys come to answer real quick. That's what I'm, I'm assuming, right? So now I'm going to tell you what I said. right? Or my, my, no, I'm going to tell you what I thought. My first thought was, don't worry. Once you get it done, it'll be gone and you'll feel better afterwards. That's my first thought, right? Like, okay. Like her teeth, you know, I'm going to reassure her that it's going to be okay. She's going to go there and they're going to fix it and everything will be done when she, when she leaves, right? That's my, that's my first thought I'm thinking. I'm like... That's probably wrong. That's probably the wrong thing to say. I don't know why it's wrong. I, I, I didn't know why it was wrong. I just know that if that's my first response, it's probably wrong because I have not worked on this muscle. So something I need to improve. So I'm sitting there in the bed. Mind you, I'm really like thinking like, hmm, hmm, uh, okay. I'm like, what I want to say is it's going to be better after you go. Your teeth will be better. I'm like, that's wrong. Why is that wrong? I'm like, it's true. But it's wrong. In the last podcast, we figured out that I've been solving the wrong problem. That's what I said in the podcast last week, right? So, in that podcast, I'm thinking, okay, it's got to solve a different problem. It's an emotional problem. The problem is not what the thing is being done. The problem is how she's feeling about the thing, right? So, I said, hey, babe. You want me to go with you to the dentist? She's like, oh my God, yes. Yes. Yeah, she's like, oh, I felt like I, I felt so much better when you said that. Like, I actually felt better. Now, mind you, when I tell you, like, I, I obviously can't tell if you're listening, if you're watching, I may not know. My brain was really struggling. Like, when I tell you I was really thinking hard, I'm like, solve how she's feeling about the problem. Don't solve the problem. I'm like, okay. She doesn't want to go. Why doesn't she want to go? She doesn't like the dentist. I'm like, she knows they probably might feel some pain. So 
that probably isn't the problem either. I'm like, what can I say that solved the emotional problem? And it was me saying, I'm going to go. And the thing, the thing why it's funny, because she didn't ask me to go um, or anything like that. She didn't suggest I go with her. But she said that that was the right, that was the perfect answer. And if you look at the words from a like a syntax standpoint, right, in terms of how it works to set up, nothing in what she says really says, I want somebody to go with me to the dentist, right? Because she said it to me, I'd be like, I'll go, no problem, that's, that's good, I have no problem going. The, the issue now comes in how to decipher what the problem is and then giving the right solution. So, babe, anything you want to say about that interaction? Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I just think it's the, the thing that... Um stood out the most to me or was most interesting to me was that like you said I there's not something well that was not something that I thought I wanted or something that I went into trying to get having a conversation with you mm -hmm. it was just like man I'm scared like I don't know what to do I don't want to go I was like I know I have to go I'm gonna go <laughs> but you know I just uh I don't want to go and I remember you saying that and I instantly felt better like instantly like in my body I was like oh okay okay that feels good like okay I can do this and um I just think that it's funny because if you had said the other thing I know that I wouldn't have felt like that right and I, I could tell that you because it's funny when I asked her what I was going to say she said exactly what I would have said and I knew that I, I was like ah I didn't say it because it was the wrong answer for sure knew it was the wrong answer absolutely so I think that like I said that's something it's a muscle that I'm working on right now is like I said, it's just trying to answer or trying to solve the right problem because I think a lot of times what gets confused in this conversation is that men are always told that we're trying to solve problems that's not what women want and that's not true women want us to solve the problem we're just solving the wrong problems that's the only thing and like I said if she had told me that she wanted me to go with her to the dentist I would have said yes but she didn't know she wanted that. She just know that she didn't want to go, right? And I, I, again, as I could have said to her, all right, don't go. That would have solved it either. Because she would have said to me, well, Donovan, I have to go because my teeth and I can't chew. I would have like, why you told me you don't want to go? Why would you say that then? Why would you say you don't want to go if you want to go? And if I said to her, you know, it's going to be better afterwards. Think about afterwards. She would have been like, I know that. I know afterwards I'm going to feel better. It's not going to hurt. But I still don't want to go. I would have been like, so then why are you upset then? If you know you're going to feel better afterwards, why are you even, why you don't, what you mean you don't want to go? You're going to feel better. So like I said, now that I realized it, it's really just, like I said, solving that other problem. And I, I think when I put it into the lens of emotions, like, okay, what emotion can I solve right now? And the emotion I was thinking about was more so anxiety. I was like, okay, she's probably anxious about going. That's exactly what my thought process was, actually. I'm like, okay, what does Melissa feel about going to the dentist? I'm like, she seems like she'd probably be anxious. And I'm like, what would make her less anxious? And I was like, maybe if I'm holding her, I'm like, that'll make her less anxious. But I'm like, I don't think that's what she needs right now. I don't think she wants me to hold her. I'm like, she wants me to, she definitely wants me to do something for her. Like, do something. I'm like, okay, holding her is not it, but I gotta be close to her. I'm like, Oh, do you want me to go with you? Boom. <laughs> Brain explosion, explosions. Like it just went off. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it was so crazy. That was, my, that was literally my logic to get in there. I'm like, okay, 
She seems anxious. Okay, I got that. Now, how do you solve somebody's anxiety? I'm like, you want to give them comfort and I'm like a hug. But I'm like, now, that wouldn't really make her want to go tomorrow if I gave her a hug now. I'm like, I don't think that's going to really work. But I'm like, maybe if I give her a hug at the dentist's office. I'm like, oh, I can't do it if I'm not there. I'll go with you. And that's and honestly, that's part of it too. I'm like, okay, if I can be there or hug her afterwards, then when she comes out, I think that would help too. And funny enough, it wasn't really about that, just more or less being there. So, uh, we learned something. Anything you want to add to Oh, okay. So she's have this this uh Kool Aid smile on her face right now. Um, it's four forty four by the way. I just, I just checked my phone. I just want y'all to know. I just checked my phone right now. It's four forty four. I'm not saying that something's happening. I'm just saying that it says that on my phone. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Did you see the views? Yeah, one hundred eleven views on the last video right now today. Um, that's something I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just random. And and nothing in the house has a. I I nothing in this house has 444 on it for me to like subconsciously see it so me checking my phone and coming up is like damn that's crazy uh so that's that now the next topic or i guess we gonna do some topic there was a documentary i watched on vice the other day right and the documentary was about slavery and sharecropping now For the majority of, I guess, like I said, last decade or so, maybe even before, I say last decade or so, I've never been on reparations, right? I've never been like, oh, we need to have reparations, like we should have that. That's never been my thing. The reason why is because I know that if you give somebody with money, if you give someone who doesn't have money, money, and they don't have the knowledge about money, they're going to lose it. So what would happen is we would get all the money we're supposed to get or want, we would lose it and people would go, well, we gave you the money, what you want us to do? Like we gave you all the money you wanted. You gave it back to us. You bought a bunch of iPhones. You bought, you know, maybe some land from somebody. But whatever you bought, you bought it from somebody. And the most things you're going to buy from somebody else, they're going to be white people. That's just the majority of, of that's just how it is. It's got, I wouldn't, yeah, it's probably going to be majority of white people you're buying stuff from. So at the end of the day, you're giving the wealth back to them. So it's like, and if you're not buying assets, it's even worse. So you go, okay. I'm like, we just need to figure out how to make our own money and stop trying to integrate. That's how I look at it. I'm like, listen, it's better to just figure out, make our own stuff and go from there. So I go, okay. I'm not really a reparations. I just like F it, whatever. So I'm watching a documentary, right? And it's, the, it's about a genealogy or genealogist. And for those who don't know, a genealogist is somebody that goes to kind of look at your history or family tree to kind of see where you come from. So this person is going through and looking at at slave family trees to connect people and find out where their ancestors are, are from and where they currently are at. So she goes to this place in the in the Midwest or something like that, right? And there's a guy who is, I believe he's currently still a sharecropper. And so this is a very general statement of it, but he pretty much works on the plantation, on the field, and he gets to get free housing and like food and stuff right but he's still more or less picking cotton or watermelons or towing towing whatever they plowing dirt or whatever and i'm like damn that's crazy i'm like i read about sharecroppers in my history books from when slavery was was over we still have those like that's kind of crazy so now i hear the guy's talking and i'm like damn like he's this is kind of like what the fuck like he's really out there doing this stuff so then, uh, the guy, one of the guys that she brought with him, 
with her as a younger guy, she had asked him like, hey, do you know about what's going on in the world as far as the push for like social justice and equality and things like that? He was kind of like, nah, not really. Like, mm, I don't really know what's going on right now. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. So you have this guy who doesn't have access to a lot of, I'm assuming, um, media. And he is just chilling out in his, on the plantation, just, you know, working for, for free, I guess, and getting free housing. So that wasn't, to me, what really bugged me out. Right, that wasn't the part that was like I thought that was kind of crazy, but I, I am aware that there are some crazy things happening in America as, a, as across the world. Also, when it comes to slavery. The part to me that really bugged me out was the guy that owned the house on the plantation that owned the land. So they show this guy on TV. When I tell you this guy looked like a racist, like if you were to, if you were, to, if I gave you a lineup of people and said which one of these guys is racist, you would pick him out one hundred percent of the time. 100% of the time, you would probably pick this guy out, right? So, I'm like, that's crazy. Now, the guy's talking about it. He's just going, the guy's asking questions. One of the things uh, that he said, which is funny, the black guy who was a sharecropper had talked, let's say, let's say the guy's name is Dave, the, um, the one who owns the land. And let's say that the guy who was a sharecropper, his name is, uh, let's call him John. I like John. So John, the sharecropper, is like, yeah, you know, Dave's a really good guy. Um, you know, I have nothing bad to say about him. He treats us nice. We have conversation. He let me sleep on his couch or on his bed, whatever. He's a really nice guy, right? So then later in the in the in the documentary, they go to talk to Dave, the owner, right? And the guy, the young guy, is talking to Dave. He's like, yeah, man, I was just outside talking to John a couple minutes ago. John's a fucking liar. John's a liar. He's like, he always say some bullshit, and I'm like. Bro, what? I'm like, why would you go off like that? Like, what would make you, what would you think that he would have said that would have made you look so bad that you have to vehemently defend or chastise him or insult him? I'm like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Like, the fact that you jump out the window and your response was to call him out his name and tell you that he's lying or whatever he is, he was saying some bullshit. I'm like, damn, that's really crazy. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's odd. Now, here's where it gets a little bit odder. So he is on, he's in his house, right? This man has a painting on his wall above, damn near his fireplace, right? On his, his library. And he's like, yep, that's my grandpappy right there. And I'm like, your grandpappy, the, he's, a, he has, he's a slave owner. Like he's, a, you're, you have a slave owner in your lineage on your wall right here. Like he, like you probably met this guy, like. And if you, if it was his great grandfather or his grandfather, whoever the guy was, you can't tell me that that didn't get passed down to you guys. Y'all still have the same land. So what you, and here's the thing that I always think is crazy too, right? Most people, the majority of people, I would probably say in America that are black, don't have books passed down to them from their family members like yeah you know we used to write about life back in the day we don't have that we don't have none of that this man got books from his family that used to write about what's happening in the books about their family this is slave books they got stuff in here i'm like bro this is crazy so i'm thinking this guy has a grandfather or a great-grandfather on his wall who was a slave owner and the, this is the bro. He even said he. This man even said that John's family, John's family, used to be owned by his family. 
and they still on the field and you still own the field. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm like, nah, I draw the line at this. Like, I draw the line that, like, you got to get some of that up, bro. Like, I don't care at this point. If you're, if you directly uh, uh, were benefiting from your grandfather and you telling me the guy who is related to them, who their son is still on the field today, bro. You got to come up with at least half of that acres, bro. I don't know how much you got to come up. It's a lot. You got to come off of that. So. I'm like, I kind of understand reparations a little bit more. I'm like, I kind of understand the craziness because I'm like, bro, and these middle Western or whatever you place that they still have uh legal slaves more or less. I mean, if you want to call it a slave, whatever you want to call it, indentured servitude, whatever you want, whatever you want to put on it, it's another word for slavery without the beatings, right? For all we know, honestly, um, because honestly, one of the guys was saying that maybe his grandfather or his father used to get. Bruh, man, listen. I don't know how old that guy was. You have to watch the because I don't remember how old the uh, the black guy was. But he was saying that they watched one of the slave owners drag a guy out of the field, kill him, and like bring him back or some shit. And I'm like, you saw this? Like as a kid, you were working here on the field and you saw this stuff. Cause if you think about it, right? If I'm when was when did slavery end? 1835 what's, what's the number 1856 1862 okay so go, going with that 1862 right that's where slavery ended so we in 2022 right let me get my calculator out for y'all we in 2022 so let's say that this man that's on the field is in his let's say he's 80 let's say he's 75 right so we're gonna do 2022 minus 75 this man is this man was born in 1947 right Let's say his dad, his dad was died in his 70s, right? So we're going to do another minus 70, right? Boom. So his dad was born in 1877, right? His father, like his grandfather, two things. His, his dad was let off of the plantation 15 years before after slavery ended right and as y'all know that's when sharecropping started because they were like well we don't know where to go they're like i bet stay on the land every time you you owe us money or we'll we will uh charge you for your your uh what is it called for the housing and you just pay at the end of the year you just pay us back with the work and we, we'll just keep that going for a while they're like all right cool if my father's father was a slave you think my dad won't tell me stories that he told him and I'm still here working. I'm like, bro, you gotta come up off that land. Like, I don't care if you owned it. I don't care what the paperwork says. You need to give some of that up. Now, here's some other things about the documentary that was kind of crazy, right? In the documentary, the guy asked him, like, yo, do you want like reparations or like land and whatever? He said, What I'm gonna do with that? Like what I'm what bro, I, I'm I don't want that. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. And I'm like, he's not lying. Well he go if you gave this man an acre or two acres of land, he has to now go out and find people to work on that land. He has to then plant things, buy things to put on the land to grow, and then he has to turn into a business. There are people who have not been sharecroppers who have been to college and still can't start a business. So you you tell him you gonna give this guy land. if you gave me land right now, I'll be honest, I don't even know what I would do with it. If you gave me five acres of land, say all right Donovan, make some money off this, I'll be like, 
how? Like, what you want me to do? Like, you want me to plant a watermelon? Like, I don't even know how to grow nothing. I can't grow shit. I mean, maybe he would know, but he, like, he just has to, he has to hire people. He has to sit down and interview people to work on his land to then make money. And I'm like, this is, this is why there needs to be reparations, right? So this, this is a little deeper. I got some more stuff to say about this. So, boom. This, this same guy is still pumping. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know much about the Confederate Army, the flag. I don't know about the war. I know that some people wanted to keep slaves. Others didn't. That's the general basis of it, which I already know is probably not the full truth. The reason why I know it isn't the full truth is because I have not done my research on it. So I know that for most things, if I have not, if I have not done my research on it, then it's usually I'm only being told what I'm supposed to be told. That's what I've seen. Um, so I don't know anything about this war really, right? This man has a book that is very popular down there about why the South was right in the war. Like it's a book, almost like a Bible to them. And I'm like, yeah, I have a book. And he, he in, in 2022 was like, yeah, man, I still feel like we should have, we shouldn't have changed. We shouldn't have, we should have like. We was right. They, the North was wrong. And I'm like, bro, in 2022, you still feel like the North was wrong? And what, keeping slaves? I'm like, bro, that can't be what you're saying. I got to buy this book. Because I'm like, that. you can't tell me, bro, that you're trying to tell me uh, that the reason that in this year, you still think like, yeah, bro, we should go back to what we was doing back then. That's wild. So here's the 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 climax of this everything for me, right? A lot of people, and funny enough that this even came up because uh, the, the the that's actually hilarious. In the video that Tori sent me earlier today, the uh, episode nineteen podcast, I had said that Ben Shapiro was racist, right? And one of the reasons that I call certain people racist is because him in particular, they will say things like laws aren't racist, right? And they, this is they, they love to say this line too: "Find me a law that says that black people can't." work in daycares find me that law he goes but i could find you a law that says black people should work there and that's racist because it's affirmative action and you are hiring black people over white people that's racism right that's what they like to say that's the argument a lot of times and i'm actually disappointed that bishop Pierre would even use it as an argument i thought he'd be smarter than that because here's the thing when it comes to that kind of stuff if if I sat down right now, right, and you gave me a book of data, and in the data, the book said most people without money are minority, are black people, okay? If, it, if I got a book that said that, people without money tend to be black. I go, okay. Then it said people who uh, have a higher rate of dying from diabetes tend to be black. Let's say it's a data point that people have come up with somewhere. And I make a law that says... We are going to put fast food restaurants and we're going to take money out of those areas, right? It's not about black people. It's not about black people. It's about where the people that tend to fall into this category are. It's not about black. It don't, the law don't say black people. It just say people that tend to eat more food at McDonald's and people that tend to have less money. We're going to put a law in place that doesn't allow for them to get access to more funding, access to more education, access to more resources, right? And they put that law in place. 
And then someone like Ben Shapiro comes along and says, well, laws aren't racist. And you go, well, that's interesting. Well, why is it that all the, like, why is it that black people are uh, disproportionately affected negatively by the law? Isn't that strange? How does that happen? And I was thinking about, I'm like, well, that's how that happens. Because they make these laws based off of categories or or characteristics based off of data of black people. And then they push that, right? And the more I thought about that, the more I expanded on it, I was like, wow. People like that guy who live in wherever that state was, they move from there. Like, they will move from, let's say they lived in, uh, I don't know, let's say Wisconsin, right? They move from Wisconsin to New York. They move to Texas. They move to California. Some of them go, you know what? I think I'm going to run for mayor of this place. Some of them win. Let's say they don't become mayor. They might become a doctor. They might become a lawyer. They might become a police officer. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, they just move around different places. They have kids. You think they're going to tell their kids, hey, man, you know what you should do? You should not be racist. No, they're not going to tell them that. They're going to say, listen, the South was right. Here's a book about why the South was right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying here's a book about slavery and why it was the best thing. I'm not saying I think that. I'm just saying the book says that and you got to prove it wrong as a, you know, eight-year-old. That's what I think happens. So I'm like, okay, these people, if sla- if this guy is still a sharecropper and this other guy who owns the plantation is still running it, he probably has some slight racism in him. Whether he knows it or not, it's probably there. As long as the power dynamics don't change, he probably, he probably feels very comfortable. The more I thought about it, I realized that the majority of the laws that are don't say, they're not going to say black people, this or black people, that, are going to be put in place disproportionately to affect black people. And there's no real way to find out Which laws are doing that or how it works. There's no real way to find that out. And that's when it hit me like, wow, the whole system is fucked up. And I'm like, that's how you build a system. You have nameless laws. You don't, because they're not really projected or pointed at anybody in particular. They're just laws that are based off of data that they probably have. And the only way to figure it out is to go, okay, what is the outcome of most of these laws? If you look at certain things, you go, okay, why is it that there are. X amount of fast food restaurants in lower class areas as opposed to higher class areas. There's a law in place for that. There's a law. I don't know what it is. If you look it up, you'll find a law that says you can only have two fast food restaurants in this location. Right? It don't say you can only have two restaurants, two fast food restaurants in this white area. It just say in the 19122 zip code, because of the regulations, you can only have two food restaurants. As they say, honestly, if I think about it, it's probably related to zoning. So think about that. The zoning laws, the zoning laws are probably racist. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Because normally, like I said, my whole thing is we have to figure it out. We're going to have to just come up and build our own stuff. But I'm like, that's fine. We're still going to do that. But in the process, bro, these laws got to like... They got to be removed. Like, forget changing them. And it's, it ha- and here's the thing. I think a lot of laws that are going to get, that are being changed are the, like, obvious ones. Like, um, access to money, you know, with the redlining. Or, you know, um, laws about the jail system and how many people get years in jail and, like, like, like 
perfect example. Crack. They said that crack was dangerous. They said that uh, we want to give people with crack X amount of years in jail. If they look at the data and go, who smokes crack the most? Right? That's what they, that's they look at. And they go, oh, black people do. Oh, bet. We're making a law for that. Those are the most obvious ones. But there are probably thousands of the small ones that we don't even rec- we don't even think about. I remember I watched somewhere that they had said uh, in certain areas, they would make the bridges lower so that the bus, the public bus could not go in those areas because they figured people with without money don't have cars. So the only a car could fit here. A public bus can't fit through here. So they would make the bridges low enough that all the cars could fit and buses can't. Now ask yourself, right? Who's in charge of that? Who gets to choose how high a bridge is? You're not thinking about those kind of laws, right? Nobody's thinking about those laws. And if those are laws to protect them, there are definitely laws that are put in place to negatively affect us. So that's something I thought was kind of crazy. Um, but I say all of that to say that a lot of the laws, and I'm, we should look this up. We should tell you. I got to talk to a lawyer or something. I got to figure out, like, go through the law, all the laws of every category, whether it be food, whether it be finances, whether it be zoning, whether it be purchasing, consumer laws, all of these laws that are put in place. I need to read all of them and say, this, like, this shouldn't happen. This shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be there. Something as simple as a law that says you have to now name what ingredients are in your food. That shit may only say only in the Northeast. You're like, why are we in the Northeast? Well, I don't know. That's what he said. Those things, it's just crazy. It, it probably gets super deep. But I, never, I don't look into the laws that much. But I know that they're out there. It's just by, uh, what is it called? The transitive property. Was it if A equals B, then A also equals, if A equals B and B equals C, then A also equals C. Transitive property. That's what I think that is. Um, so that's that. I'm going to wrap this podcast up here. Next week, I want to talk about letting a guy have sex with my girlfriend. All right. So be back here next Tuesday.